Come round by my side And I'll sing you a song I'll sing it so softly It'll do no one wrong On Birmingham Sunday The blood ran like wine And the choir kept singing Of freedom Good evening. My name is David Boyd. Today I'll be discussing the song Birmingham Sunday by Julian B.A.S. and its connection to the civil rights movement in the 1950s and 60s and the Black Lives Matter movement we see today. First, a little background on my song, my artist, and the movements in general. Birmingham Sunday was a song commemorating the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing in Birmingham, Alabama that killed four innocent young girls and injured many others. Joanne Baez was a very big activist during the civil rights movement and was actually arrested two times for protesting the drafting for the Vietnam War. Uh, she was also a very um, big influence on the idea of peace and equality throughout not only the South, but uh, through um, the entire uh, nation. Um, the civil rights movement was led by mainly African-American activists who wanted to see a big change and how our country was structured and run and pretty much just the equality and integration of all individuals and not to base everything on race, gender, or other such factors. Um, and then the Black Lives Matter movement today is um, focused mainly on the police brutality that we have been seeing uh, more prevalently in society with um, officers not following correct protocol or other events such as that. and. African Americans are trying to put a stop to that. Um, so going back into the song, um, Birmingham Sunday, the lyrics that were used in the song play a huge role in describing the emotions of civil rights activists and also Black Lives Matter activists. Um, the phrase that most strikes me in the song is, and the choirs kept singing of freedom. This phrase is repeated throughout the song at the end of each stanza and symbolizes the never-ending fight we saw with the activists back then and with what we see today with police brutality again and the Black Lives Matter movement. Hearing this line brings me back to a quote from Barack Obama that is from everydaypower.com, um, which says, change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. This quote was very powerful to me, um, just reinforcing the idea of perseverance and that we need to be the generation that makes a change. We, we cannot just sit around and just wait for someone else to do it because as we've seen, it will just continue to get worse and worse if we don't do anything about it. And I think those are the same ideas that Joanne Bates was trying to portray um, throughout many of her songs during the civil rights movement and uh, just like her time as a... Uh, as the vice president of a school, which I will share an interview um, clip of her in a, in a few moments. Um, and again, I think she was just trying to re reiterate the idea of peace was a big part of the, uh, the interview clip I'm about to share with her. And um, in this interview, basically, she is um, on talking about how she works for a school and what the, that school is teaching children. And she basically goes on to talk about the non-violent um, peacefulness that they try and iterate in these students and just how um, amazing it is to see how she talks about her daily life and what she tries to incorporate. Helping people not to be hit 
on a world scale by running a school of nonviolence. What are you trying to do there? The reason I started the school was that I was a sort of a typical do-gooder, and maybe and I still am, because I'm not very effective, but, but you have all sorts of good thoughts and good feelings, and you want to put them into effect, and it's all very nice, but if you don't know anything or don't know, you know, have any new ideas, then you're useless. And so the school was to try to study. So we have, for one thing, have a real idea of what's going on in the world, because certainly in the United States you can't find out from reading the newspapers, and you can't find out from the public schools or the universities. You have to go somewhere else. So we try to make available thing, literature and things that give you an idea of what's really going on, and then read books, Gandhi, Huxley, and things that give us ideas, with alternatives. We see throughout this uh, this interview that was just shared with you on a CBTV, um, just like the the softness in her voice, is always strikes me about how calm she is, but even in that calmness we see how important her words are, and how important these teachings of nonviolence are, to what ended up happening in the history of our country, and how. You don't need to fight back in order to get things done, as we've seen with the amount of rights that were passed and bills that were passed to these African-American and other minority groups that really let them establish a foothold in this country. And that was very interesting to me to hear about in her interview and the type of teachings that she was um, providing in her school. So uh, thank you for listening to my five-minute uh short little podcast uh, draft and I'll see you again next time.